Arguments about nothing is brought to you by Bad Acoustics. Sorry about the audio on this one, folks. Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing. I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. Uh, and then we're just going to be giving you a classic Arguments About Nothing this week. There are no holidays or special notes to make. No gimmicks, nothing like that. Nope. Straight up. Yeah, and if you haven't ever uh, listened to us before, Arguments About Nothing is a podcast in which we discuss silly hypothetical questions seriously as if they are something, when obviously they are nothing. Um, would you rather only have food cooked for you by a child or <laughs> never eat hot food again? <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I'm very upset by that. So I don't, have you ever watched Cooking Fast and Fresh with West? No. I mean, so I'm just going to give a, a plug to this funny, stupid little small series of, of YouTube videos by Misha Collins, who's uh, one of the main actors in the show Supernatural. You all know by this point that I like Supernatural. We don't need to get into it. Anyway, he when his kids were very little, he just did these little videos where when they were like a couple years old, he just let them pick out all of the groceries and then tell him how to make the food. And then he <laughs> did it. And That's then so cute. ate it. And they are some of the most adorable like if i need a little pick me up that that's a good one that's a good one yeah. so but the creations were astonishingly heinous <laughs> just the grossest things that you can imagine because that's what kids think is going to taste good i think one of the questions i would have is how old are the kids that are cooking kindergarten oh no yeah. They're babies. When I was that age, I remember I served my mom a drink one time. And it was like a mint drink. She was like, what did you put in this? And I was like, toothpaste. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's dangerous. I Similar to you, I watched this YouTube video once where a dad was having their child cook for them. And the kid made slobber carrots, oh, God. in which the kid straight up just spit on his oh. dad's carrots, and was like, "Voila!" <laughs> Gosh, so gross. I will say that part of my aversion to this is I I don't have kids myself, and I have seen I have seen adults who before having children had eating habits similar to mine, and who after having children. <laughs> Their eating habits have become, I'll eat literally anything. It doesn't, my kid has spit all over it. It's been in their mouth. Like, <laughs> I think something changes in you when you have a child. Your gross, your ick factor automatically changes, you know? Or I like, they'll eat something true. that their child hands them with like super grubby, dirty hands. And they'll like, I want to feed it to you, mom. And so they'll eat it. And in my mind, I'm like, your child is cute, but I'm not taking anything from them. Because um, so my ick factor is still in single woman zone. Yeah. So it sounds like you're gonna eat cold food. Yeah, and I hate that answer <laughs> because 
I don't even like most cold food. Like, I'm not a sandwich person, really. I, I don't really go for that so much. It's just going to be a bunch of gazpacho and salads for you. No, it's not. On. No. I, <laughs> it's not going to be the gazpacho. But, yeah, it'll be a lot of salads. But I can't – I mean, cold foods are not my thing. They're but not I, satisfying. I will eat that before I will eat whatever weird creation – a 10-year-old comes up with, or a 5-year-old comes up with. You said kindergarten. Yeah. This is interesting to me because, like, I think maybe I don't have that good of a basis of what children's cooking is like. Oh, Shelby. Oh, Shelby. Was it, I could cook when I was five. Like, I could like, make. actually cook? Yeah. I, like, my mom taught me, I, I could make scrambled eggs by that point. I could uh, make, like, macaroni and cheese. I could make anything in the microwave. <laughs> At five, kids can't even, like, reliably wash their hands. They can't even reliably not be gross people themselves. How are you going to trust them with, like, foodstuffs? This is so interesting to me because I distinctly remember being in, like, kindergarten, first grade, and helping my mom with dinner. But she probably, I mean, I guess helping your mom and she, like, supervised and made you wash your hands and, like, I don't know, like I would help, I would help insofar as I would like stir the macaroni, but I couldn't make anything really. Yeah, but macaroni is so easy to make. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, like maybe I was just a precocious kid. I did a lot of things pretty early. Um, Like I also remember doing my own laundry when I was six. Wow. I mean, I did, (laughs) I did my own laundry not too much longer after that, but I don't think I was six. Yeah, I like, again, it was like very much like, go do your laundry. Like, it's not like I did it with my own initiative, but like my mom had shown me how to, I remember climbing up onto the laundry machine to like press the buttons after my mom had told me to go put a load of my clothes in. Oh my gosh. You know, she had taught me like which buttons to press and everything like that, but like, it's not that complicated. Well, no, laundry is not complicated. And the fact that there are adults who haven't figured it out boggles my mind as a side note. But, uh, but cooking is complicated (laughs) you could do things wrong they could poison you yeah no for sure I I, so like maybe I just like was a precocious kid who like and I would make mistakes right like sometimes when I cracked the egg there would get I would get shell in there and I'd have to go fishing for it and stuff like that and like yeah I mean I'm thinking about it right now my niece is five and her mom like she helps her mom cook a lot because her mom is a really, really good cook and yeah. wants to make sure that her kids like pick up those skills. So they help. But left to her own devices without parental supervision, I don't think it would work out so well. I don't. Yeah. Like my repertoire at that age was very low. Like I think I could make spaghetti with like jarred sauce uh, I could make noodles. I knew I know I could make noodles and I could make nachos in the microwave. Yeah, but like all of this that you're describing, if that was your whole, that was everything you're allowed to eat for the rest of your life, like are you choosing food cooked by a child? I don't know. Cold food feels very sad to me. It is very sad. But also like microwave dino nugs forever feels pretty sad to me as well yeah I think you get a lot of processed food with the kid you get a lot of like Kraft macaroni and cheese and ramen ramen and 
Weirdly, I feel like you start eating like you're in college when yeah. a child is cooking for you. Yeah, I mean, it, at my worst points in life, I did eat as if a child was cooking for me. I ate a lot of grilled cheese sandwiches, macaroni and cheese, and, yeah. you know, frozen chicken fingers and stuff. Yeah, I guess I'm going cold foods too, but... I don't know. The, it, I, it's interesting to me that I didn't immediately think of the ick factor. I think a big part of this for me is I just don't trust children to reliably wash their hands. So That's fair. Yeah. I also think it's so, it's like so drastically different based on the kid. Like I think, so, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like some kids you watch like, what's the like Iron Chef Junior? And they're like, damn. You can do a lot of things in the kitchen. Yeah, but they're not like five, are they? They gotta be. No, like eight, but I assume they could make some things when they were five. You know, like if they're ten years old and they can cook a gourmet meal, then right. at five years old they probably had a sense of the kitchen. But then there are some fifteen-year-olds who don't know how to make noodles. So there it's just are like, some thirty-five-year-olds who don't know how to make noodles. Yeah, so it's just like the variable there is like it's. You know, like, I guess I was just using myself as a baseline. Um, but even if it was, like, a pretty precocious six-year-old, I still think I would go cold food because I think that... Because you can eat almost any vegetable raw. Yeah, I mean, it's it's better for you. I mean, just health-wise, it's a better choice, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it really comes down to, whereas I feel like I would have some, some significant vitamin deficiencies if I um went with the kid and also like thinking back I don't think there was a lot of like protein sources no. <laughs> I was like super good at making back yeah then. and you need like red meat and pork and stuff to to be healthy I don't think you're gonna trust like a five-year-old I wasn't doing anything with meat back then so yeah um okay well I think we're gonna both go with cold food yeah gross and that's just the thing how much money would someone have to pay you to fake an accent during a job interview? <laughs> uh, just during a job interview? Yeah, but then if you get the job or have to go on to the next round or something. Uh, it's interesting because I don't think it would be that much because I would just probably assume that I wouldn't get the job. Like, how much do I want the job, I think, is the, the question here. I think we should imagine this as, like, it's maybe not your dream job, but it's a job you're really excited about and feels very within your reach. See, that's tougher, because I don't think you'd have to pay me much at all to do a fake accent if it was a job that I felt kind of... Meh about. Meh, yeah, if it was, like, take it or leave it. Um, If it was a job I actually wanted and felt confident that I might actually get... It's an interesting question because I f- don't really know how to answer it because there's a part of me that's like, I mean, I would do it for like $10,000 because I don't, it's, it's kind of, it's low stakes. Nobody's hurt by it. It's just kind of like a funny thing yeah. that you would be doing and you probably wouldn't get the job. Yeah. So I feel like it's not a very big deal and the worst case scenario is they offer you the job well the worst case scenario is they offer you the job and then you have to pretend that you have that that accent um 
But maybe it's a remote job. Maybe mostly you talk over Slack. You but know. still, I, like, yes. Yeah, so the worst case scenario is you get the job, right? And you want, so like, to me, this has to be enough money where I'm okay not taking the job. Turning the job down. Yeah, well, that's why I was saying I was a little iffy about it. Because there's a part of me that it's like, if it's a job, I either don't think I'm going to get already, or I don't care about turning down, like I don't want it that badly, then probably I would do it for $5,000. If it's a job I actually really wanted and was almost counting on and knew I could get, and I would have, it would force me to turn it down. Yeah, it would have to be significantly more because then it's basically taking, it's, it's how much would you have to pay me to turn down a job? That I actually really want. I think right. I would say like 50 grand. It's like yeah. not nearly as much money as all of the other like how much money stuff, you know, right? It's usually right. like upwards of 100 grand or whatever. But to me, it's like, basically, you're buying me extra time to job search. Right. And so like, yeah, basically, in my head, in my head, it would have to be enough money for me to like quit my current job and job search for like, several months without having to worry. Yeah, because like, I like it would suck to have to turn down a job. You you would be depriving yourself of potential real income that if you had to turn it down, then you wouldn't you might be months away from that income being available to you again. I totally get that. Also, also just like the change of like life satisfaction. Like if I'm at a point where I'm looking for a new job, it means I'm unhappy in my day to day at my current job. The new job would probably pay me more money. So first off, like what is the difference in salary of me not taking that? Like if I was making yeah. 20 grand more a year, I would, you know, want that money. Um, so like, let's say, however, I want the the balance of like however much more money it is a year that I'm turning down. And then I also want damages for like the lack of joy in my life from having like better coworkers or whatever. Plus enough to sustain you for a few months as you continue job searching. And it changes for me, it changes. It's probably a little less if I am employed at the time. It's probably a little more if I'm not employed and I'm sort of just actively losing money yeah. by not taking a job without any other source of income. Let's assume you still have your job. Okay. Then, yeah, I mean, I think it would probably be similar to you. I was going to say maybe 40000 so it would probably yeah. be pretty similar. similar. Yeah, I think there's a much more important question to ask here, though, which is what accent would you do? Yes, that's also a question. <laughs> And it's like, what's like my most reliable and realistic <laughs> accent? Because you would have to pay me a whole lot more if you made me do an accent that I was not able to do, you know, and I had to, it was also the embarrassment of walking in and trying to do some accent that was totally beyond me. Yeah, I also would be very like not into doing an accent that is associated with a race that I am not. Like if oh. they asked me to nope. do like a Jamaican accent, I would be like, nope, 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 nope. Just there's no amount of money. There you is can't. zero amount of money. Nope. Um, what do you think is your most reliable accent? I Probably for me, either Minnesota or a Southern accent. Okay, well, let's let our listeners decide which one's better. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not see this coming? 
on I our mean, audio I, podcast. I did, but you're making me go first. And I asked you the question because I was going to make you go first. <laughs> I'm just really glad that you gave us two options, which is really well, you dodged. Really kind of you. Um, I think I'm not good at any accents. <laughs> You're not. That's not true. In a previous episode, we did hear your French accent. Oh. <laughs> we heard your Pepe Le Pew baby talk in what, I don't know, episode 23 or something that like that. That was really weird that I thought Baby Jacques was a bad French accent. Um, I still don't know why that was true. I feel like real Baby Talk felt too intimate. Um, and so I'm just oh, yeah. doing a Pepe Le Pew accent. Here, here's my problem. Here's why I'm not just doing the accents. Because I'm one of these people who can do an accent once they've just heard it. But cold sitting here in my living room, not having heard. So if I go home to North Carolina and I walk into a fast food restaurant at one o'clock on a Sunday, I'll walk out of there with a Southern accent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember, uh, I think I went home one time. I went home to North Carolina to visit my family. And it was just sort of, it was like Christmas time and it was, you know, all these kind of boisterous, friendly people in there, like right after church, being, you know, seeing people they hadn't met and saying things like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you since last Christmas. Stuff like that. You got a little bit of the Southern accent, guys. There is your Southern accent. Um, but it's hard for me to just like pull it up out of nothing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, for sure. I, when I'm drunk, I sound way more Midwestern than I do normally. Um, and when I go home to Ohio, I definitely come back with a thicker accent, but I cannot do the Midwestern accent on command. Oh, yes, you can for sure. No, I can't. <laughs> I, I, cause I grew up in it and it doesn't, I, I didn't know there was a Midwestern accent for years, like for like my whole life until I let, like, I remember after having lived in New York for three years, I went back to Ohio and I got off the plane and I was like, am I having a stroke? Like, why does everyone (laughs) here sound so weird? Like, I was just like blown away. I remember, I really, it felt like a a twilight zone experience because it was the first time that my brain was ever able to register the Midwestern accent. And so I have a lot of trouble hearing it because it's just like so normalized to me. Um, So I can't do it on command. I do it when I'm drunk, (laughs) but it's like something, it's so like. I I actually, I honestly, I think the first time I learned that I could do the Midwestern accent is because my family's all from the Midwest, but I grew up in North Carolina. So I actually could hear the difference because it was distinct enough from where I was growing up. And we had, my mom has a whole bunch of cousins and she, I, I was a little kid and I picked up the phone and her, her cousin gave me a message to give to my mom. So when I gave my mom the message, I gave it in her accent just to be funny. And I was like, Mom, Joyce from Chicago called. She asked if my mom was home. <laughs> uh, it was just so, I don't know. It was natural maybe because it's in my blood. <laughs> yeah. It's just because it, it's it seems like it's something you grew up around, but not all the time. So you were able to pick up how, on how different it was. But for me, right. it was just the water I was swimming in. And so 
Um, I still can't do it on command. I can hear it, but I can't mimic it very well. So what would you do if not, would you do a, like a non-American accent? Would you be? No, I think I would probably do a Southern accent. I think my Southern accent potentially is my strongest accent. Um, it's still not very good. I'm so nervous right now that I think it's going to be <laughs> absolutely you on crap. the spot, right? I got nervous when you made me do it. And so you have to do it too. <laughs> I think it, but yours is way better than mine. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like the it only puts thing you I can so think, on the spot, doesn't it? I what I just want to say I'm sweating. <laughs> like, this question has made me physically sweat. Um, Wait, so one, this is all your fault. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely my fault. And two, I was sweating too. Sometimes you just have to say like a particular phrase or word to get you into it. So throw out like a hey y'all kind of thing and get your get your mind right. How y'all doing y'all? <laughs> Were you over at the church buffet? Like it's bad. <laughs> it's real bad. It's uh I think if I've like listened to a Dixie Chicks album before or they're the just the chicks now, I guess. But Right, they're the chicks. Goodbye, Earl. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other southern phrases that I've heard. Uh, the only thing that comes to mine is, how y'all doing, y'all? I remember one time the the sentence being said to me by someone that I knew when I was in high school. Y'all want to get some breakfast on Searty? <laughs> y'all want to get some breakfast? Breakfast on Searty? And I was like, what is Searty? <laughs> yeah. Saturday. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Searty, Sunday. Yeah. Um. And the thing is, it sounds like I'm being, it honestly, now I, I want to take it back because it sounds like I'm uh, mocking. Yeah. And I'm truly not. I love Southern accents. I grew up in North Carolina. I grew up surrounded by people with Southern accents. I, I do it with absolute reverence and the yeah. Minnesota accent too, which is just tickles me to no end. Absolutely. Um, my family members have these accents. This is not a mocking situation. I'm not trying to make it sound bad. No. I, I truly think like that Southern accent has such joy in it. It's so lilting, you know, like this idea that you're walking into a, a restaurant and you're like, hey, y'all, welcome back. Yeah. It's this like lovely when you when you walk into a restaurant in the south and you haven't been there in a while and the hostess is just like how y'all doing today and i'm like gosh you're friendly yeah for sure it's, just, it's so happy yeah for sure i i don't think i don't think either of those accents are bad it's just like they're very distinctive and i feel like i think the reason we both got so nervous is like we know that we can't do them justice right that's and that's why i worry that it made it sound like i was mocking it cuz i can't do it as well as somebody who actually has the accent so, yeah, I don't know. It's funny because once in a while, I feel like I can really do it well. But again, I have to be sort of immersed. It's way easier to mimic than just to come up with yeah. a cold, for sure. Yeah. Which Disney princess would you most like to switch places with? Oh, wow. A question catered just for me and that Shelby will hate with all of her being. <laughs> well, I know a lot of the... I don't, contrary to the last episode, I don't, like, hate Disney with a fiery <laughs> passion. 
I just like would hate to be proposed to with anything Disney because it doesn't have any nostalgia for me. I understand why people like Disney. It's just like not something that's meaningful to me. But yeah, when I think of this question, two princesses come to mind. Okay. One, Jasmine, because she like lives in a castle and stuff and her life doesn't really seem that bad, frankly. Mm-hmm. She's uh, super rich and she has a tiger and she lives in a castle. And the, the biggest problem that she has is that she's got too much privilege. <laughs> right. Isn't she supposed to marry a, a douchebag? Yeah, I mean, I think she doesn't have control over her own life and like who she marries and stuff. And so she has real problems. So she's like, you know, your average woman uh, has, yeah. has very little agency. Um, and then the other one who seems interesting to me is Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Oh. Because it would be cool to be a mermaid. I don't think I would do... Ever, I, I want to be her at the beginning of the movie when I'm just a mermaid and my, my dad is literally a god. And <laughs> she's... She's like, and not take it for granted. Yeah, she's less of a princess and more of a goddess, in my opinion. Um, and so I would just continue to be a mermaid and not care that much about human men. You'd be like, oh, a shipwreck sucks for you. I'm going to go back to my life under the sea with all of my friends and family and magic and yeah, and songs. Her, yeah, I, I don't. Hers seems like a bad, bad deal she made. I was going to say there are two princesses that are immediately not on my list. Cinderella. And those two princesses. Oh, no. I was going to oh. say for me are the Little Mermaid and Moana, even though they're two of my favorite princesses, <laughs> because they both spend a great deal of time in and on the ocean. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so I don't you, love the ocean. Would you still as we be all know. afraid of the ocean if you were a mermaid? Like you can't drown. No, I guess not. I mean, are sharks still a thing? Do sharks eat mer people? I, I mean, <laughs> it does not seem that way in the way that the Little Mermaid portrayed the ocean. But we never saw, we never saw their natural predators in that movie. That's true. So. And now I'm picturing like a Lion King, the Little Mermaid crossover where like <laughs> you see a little bit more of the animal kingdom of the mer people. Right. There have to be threats. Sure. Um, Moana's a good answer, though. Mo- I thought, 100% thought you were just going to say Moana. Like, I thought you already had your, your answer picked and it was going to be Moana. No, I I didn't. I mean, I, I will say I think that overall my favorite Disney princess is Mulan. But I don't yeah. want to switch places with her. I do not oh, want to no. fight the Huns. Um, no. <laughs> no, thank you. And you're right that Cinderella is an absolute hard no. Yeah. Like, to me, the hardest of no's are, like, Mulan, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, also. I don't want to be poisoned. That seems Snow White. Snow White was the next one. Um, Also, Belle from Beauty and the Beast. I would not like to be kidnapped by a beast. That seems not fun. Yeah, I mean, it turns out it fine in most of these situations. And Belle, see, Belle is my favorite of the traditional old school animated princesses because she's the bookish one who's a little odd, you know, obviously I'm such a stereotype, but yeah, I don't think I would want to actually be kidnapped by a beast and thrown into like to save my father's life. Also a really bad one, Pocahontas. 
Don't want to. Oh, don't, oh. That's, sorry. Historically, it's bleak, not good. Uh, but it's also very not good. Um, Tangle's not great either because Rapunzel's stuck in a tower for the first 18 years of her life with literally no contact or contact except for her mom and a lizard. What happens in Brave and the Frog thing? Uh, the princess and the frog. She's got a pretty cool life because she's, I think she runs like a, a restaurant. Um, Brave, I can't remember. She's, I saw that movie once when it came out a long time ago. I'm sorry. Um, I just know her mom gets turned into a bear. Sounds riveting. Um, I think I'm going to lock in, um, Ariel, which is shocking because Moana is also such a good one, but like. Uh, I like the idea of being magical, and I feel like Moana is not, Moana is, like, incredibly competent, but not quite as magical as I would like to, her to be. Uh, okay. She's kind of like Moses a little bit, but, um, I feel like Moana has better music, but I think overall <laughs> I would rather live in, um, Ariel's life. Yeah, if you, if you just don't go messing with the sea witch, and you don't go after Eric, then what you are is an undersea princess who's beautiful and has a beautiful voice. And as long as you don't have to take on her spoiled, spoiled mindset of I want more. Yeah, I would be very grateful for the life yeah. I had. And I also for know real. that men are not that important. That I would <laughs> never give up my literal voice for them. To be honest, I think the answer that was my first thought is a cheat. I don't think it's it's allowable. Why? It's not really Disney, because I saw all these say memes about. No, I saw all these themes or all these memes about how Shuri from Black Panther is actually a Disney princess because Marvel is owned by Disney and she's a princess. <laughs> yeah. No. This look that she's giving me right now is uh, one of great disdain. <laughs> we will do the Marvel question of which Marvel character do you want to be next time? Um, <laughs> but that is, she's not a Disney princess. Honestly, I mean, Jasmine is not a bad answer and it probably would be pretty high up there for me as well. I mean, she does live the life of a princess in a beautiful castle with a tiger. Yeah. And she does get to marry Aladdin. Yeah. So if that's how it works out, like, Aladdin is by far the hottest yeah. Disney prince. She also lives in a reality in which genies are real. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, I would just be happy to marry Aladdin and be a princess and live in a castle. Yeah. And have a tiger. Yeah. So I think I, I mean, it, it sucks because I'm kind of stealing your answer, but it was also the first thing. It's the, it's one of the best answers. I think that's yeah. fine. I'm also going The Little Mermaid, so we don't agree, finally. Great. So thank God Great. for that. Um, I just can see your point of view. Okay, so last time we had this question in which uh, I talked at length about what I thought was the cringiest ways to be proposed to, and you were not upset about it. And <laughs> I have thought about it literally every day since we recorded that episode <laughs> of the podcast, um, <laughs> which was like a month ago. Um, and it still bothers me. Um, literally keeps me up at night. Um, Is it because you're mad that I that you didn't figure out what would be my worst case scenario? Yes. Is that what you mean? It, so you've spent the last month trying to figure out what would break me. Um, I just thought about it at nauseum. Um, <laughs> and it just, like, doesn't really compute to me. 
And so my question for you is, what is the cringiest way someone could propose to you? Oh, that is hard. Like, barring offensive, obviously. Right. I'm saying, like, yeah, cringy, not, like, terrible or horrible, or like, but just, like... like not, like, sexist. Like, embarrassing, awful. not, like, racist. Right. Like, if someone handed you a ring wrapped in a Confederate flag, obviously that's terrible. We're <laughs> talking more, like, cringy or embarrassing or, like, ooh, that's... You've really missed the mark on this one. Interesting. Yeah, I don't... You're going to have to just give me a minute. If you had given me like two options of all the cringy options that you've thought about for the last month, this would be a little easier. But you may be surprised to learn I didn't spend any time in the last month thinking about cringy proposals. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm going to need just a minute. Hold on. The thing is, the reason I'm not providing you two options is I did that last time and you were... (laughs) non upset about either yeah and I truly don't know if I could get cringier than a flash mob at (laughs) Disneyland (laughs) truly think that is my cringiest I think to make it especially cringy it has to be very public yep it has to be embarrassing but it has to be public in front of a bunch of people that I know Oh, I so, have a good one. It's, I, I think the, the reason the flash mob didn't bother me as much is because I was like, in the end, they're strangers. Yeah. So I don't care that much what they think of me. I think I just figured it out. Okay. Um, at your high school reunion. Ooh. Isn't that a good one? He like makes a speech at your high school reunion, goes up to the podium and like makes a speech, calls you a bunch of pet names in front of all of your high school that would be that would be awful and cringy because in part because it's so extraordinarily random like what what about any story i've ever told you from high school made you think that like this is the this is the nostalgic place where i want where i want to be um and i haven't really kept up with any of those people except for maybe 3 or so of them Interestingly, that's not where my mind was going for the cringiest. So this may tell you a lot about me, but the first thing I could think of, and I'm not saying that this is the best. I Again, I haven't spent a month thinking about this. But if he was putting on an improv show and he was really bad at improv and he made me invite everyone that I know and then put on an extraordinarily bad, cringy improv show that was for like a mostly empty theater except all of my friends and family. And then at the end of that, when I'm already feeling like I just want to curl up into a little ball and embarrassment, then he proposed. I think that's about, that. that's pretty high level. That's really good. That's oh, like you. really good. Um, I still think the flash mob at Disney for me is worse. <laughs> Um, just because in my mind, there's a lot of money. There's something about someone spending a lot of money on something for then it to Mm. be so non-liked. Like, I've thought about this a lot. I'm like, you know, it wouldn't be great if someone just, like, turned to me and was like, let's do it, I guess. Like, if they seemed non-enthusiastic, that would suck. But that, to me, is not cringy. That's, like, more hurtful. 
To yeah, me, the cr- cringe is just like a big spectacle that is unwanted and like just is like very random and hits the mark, like doesn't hit the mark. Um, which is why the Disneyland thing, a flash mob at Disneyland is just like, wow, you put a lot of time and energy and effort and money into planning this and you could not have whiffed more. So I think the improv thing is good though. I think that anything that also forces me to participate would also be pretty cringy. Like if I was forced to participate in the improv, that would be even next level more heinous. Yeah, I, I guess really, truly the flash mob thing is just because I, I'm never going to see any of those people again. So like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think for me to be super cringy, it also has to be personal. <laughs> what if it was like at a work conference? Like if you were at oh. like a publishing conference and he very inappropriately in the middle of like some seminar yeah. took to the podium and like and sang and he can't sing in but front he of all his colleagues sing his proposal to me and he can't sing in front of all of my colleagues yeah yeah <laughs> i think we just found it folks yeah i mean I, I either of those is bad all of those are 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 pretty terrible also just because there's nothing in both of those scenarios the improv scenario or like the conference scenario there's nothing about it that's personal or romantic or having to do with my likes and Desires. I, I like the idea that he <laughs> comes to your current place of work with an out of tune guitar <laughs> and tries to like serenade you like a, a, a bad John Mayer song that you don't like. That I don't like. Nickelback, um, something like that. Yeah, he plays like Wonderwall badly on an out of tune <laughs> guitar and then is like, baby, will you? Marimit. <laughs> or or speaking in his baby voice. If you put baby voice into it at any point, it makes it extra super cringy. Okay, well, I'm glad that we could get to the bottom of that mystery because for the last four weeks, I've just been like, what could possibly be worse? <laughs> You're just like, what? what is wrong with her? Will she do anything for her? Yeah. Does she do anything for the man she loves? The answer is no. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew that wasn't true, but I just, like, wanted to get to the to the root. Yeah. Also, I wanted myself to feel less judgmental because <laughs> you were real chill about the other two. And I was just like, am I a horrible person? And should I just be happy with whatever? And the answer is here's, no. Here's what I will say. I still don't think I would for say sure... No say no on either of those, even the most cringy things that we came up with. It might be a lot harder to say yes, but I'm not sure I would say no. I think that I would start crying (laughs) and then I would hug him and whisper in his ear, we will talk about this later. Right. And I would not give an answer. I would just cry, put the ring on my finger Hug him once, whisper in his ear so he knows that this is not over. <laughs> that this is not okay. Yeah. Like, I would make it clear to him in, like, a sly and discreet way that, like, this is not a yes, but I'm putting on my best face for the cameras. Right. But, 
you know, I got called out in a work meeting today about not liking something because I accidentally cringed on a video call. So <laughs> your face has no chill, like we've My said. My face has literally no chill. So do you want to do it or would you still go out with him? Okay. He's perfect. You know, really great guy. Um, you've gone on two dates with him when you find out that he hates reading. What? He hates books. Oh, would, no. Would you still go out with him? Oh, no. I literally have a t-shirt that says, if you go home with someone and they don't have books, don't fuck them. Yeah, this guy, no books. He's smart. He's interesting. He uh, listens to a lot of podcasts, loves documentaries. Uh, okay. You know, like in it's actually what I was about to ask is, does he read articles? Does he... Does he educate himself in other ways? Like, yeah. does he listen to podcasts and he watches documentaries and he reads articles and no. he watches and he reads the news and stuff no, like he that? He doesn't read things. So he doesn't read articles. He doesn't read the news. But he, like, is curious in other ways. But he doesn't uh, like reading. It's not just like he doesn't like reading books. He doesn't like reading. I see. Does he like storytelling? Like, will he yeah. sit and watch The Expanse with me and yeah. I'll... Yeah, he likes he likes movies, you know, like he's he's like into sci-fi, I guess, if that's like your perfect man. But like he like, you know, obviously. <laughs> also mine. I like, you know. But like he likes like the the kinds of content, like the genres of content that you like, but he does not like the medium of the written word. There's a part of me that's just deeply offended even hypothetically because <laughs> Because I'm a book editor, and the yeah. written word is, like, a core part of my personality. Yeah. <laughs> it's also a core strength. But I will say, I also know that couples don't have to have the same core parts of their personality for it to work. And reading is a solitary thing. I mean, that's, like, the thing is, what you're not giving up by dating somebody who doesn't like to read is your joint activities because <laughs> he wouldn't be hanging out with me reading anyway it's a solitary activity so it's more a question of is he educated is he smart is he curious is he into knowing more things will he love to listen to lots of intriguing podcasts and other forms of things and if he's all of those things, if he's smart and curious and, and wants to learn and, you know, is isn't well educated boring. and isn't boring and wants to talk to me about like weird things that I've read and he's listened to, then okay, I, I think it's fine. I think I would still date him. Um, but the, the biggest worry that I have is if he doesn't read ever, how did he get to the point of being well-educated? Because I'm sorry, especially someone my age growing up when I did podcasts, you didn't get your educational content through podcasts, right? And documentaries. They weren't, they weren't around in the same way. Um, and they weren't part of your educational experience. So I'd have to wonder, I, mean, I guess... Let, let's assume he, he can read and he did so begrudgingly for school. But, okay. like, the act of reading is just, like, he, that's not how he learns best. Let's assume he, like, went into the sciences because experiments and stuff like that were better suited to how he learns. Yeah. You know. That's, 
And that's why I'm saying if that's the case that he did read and he got an education and he's a smart person, then that's why I'm saying I think it's fine with me because people have different learning styles. He might be a kinesthetic learner. He might be a very tactile person. You know, like I would love to date a guy who makes furniture and is really good at all the things I'm not good at, who's very handy and because they're a kinesthetic person and uh, or somebody who's really musical because they're a very auditory person. It, like he can have other very cool skills that I don't have because I have dedicated my life to looking at words on screens and pages. <laughs> Would it bother you if like you wrote a book and he never read it? Actually, I might like that. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, there's a part of me that's embarrassed to share my writing with people yeah. who are too close to me. Yeah, that's fair. I also don't think that I would break up with this person immediately, but it would definitely be a red flag just because I would be like, we're very different people if you like don't like the act of reading. And it also is like weird to me. It's like, if you've never had the experience of like getting really lost in a book in a way that like you lose hours to it. Yeah. Like I just feel like our brains work in a very different way. And that concerns me. And it's like a lack of shared experience too, where you can't talk about the books that you love to read when you were a kid and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. I just like, it's just like we've had very different life experiences, so it makes me like nervous that we'll be compatible enough in the long run. I I think for me it's less about the read the act of reading and it's more about curiosity and the desire to learn. Because yeah. I don't think I could date somebody who didn't like learning new things you know, didn't have any curiosity in them, didn't want to grow, didn't want to try new hobbies, yeah. didn't want to didn't want to learn about the natural world, whatever. I, if they just were so anti-learning, sort of stuck in their way, I think that would be a much bigger problem. But I don't think I would have a problem with it if they just, they don't like the act of reading, but they do like learning and self-improvement. Yeah, definitely. Well, unfortunately, I think we agree again. Dang which it. Which is crap. Uh, we've been doing that a lot lately, and I apologize. Um, We're going to need to come up with much more divisive questions. So, listeners, if you think of any super divisive questions, you know, I'm thinking back to our our rocking chair versus recliner debate, our yeah. ninja our ninja versus pirate pirate debate. You know, these were hard hitting questions. <laughs> Truly, uh, tell me a little bit about your hypothetical world. Well, I'm sad in my hypothetical world because even though I even though I am Princess Jasmine and I have all of the riches of this incredible kingdom, I only eat cold food. <laughs> See, it's funny because I'm um, Ariel, the little mermaid, and it kind of makes sense that I only eat yeah, cold food considering it really I'm does. water. Like how do yeah. you heat up <laughs> It makes I'm a just lot more sushi sense. all the I'm just eating sushi all the time which like is okay I'm okay with that I'm not sure that you are eating sushi she's friends with the fish mm, not all of what them. does she eat <laughs> she doesn't eat fish <laughs> I can promise you that yeah she's not friends with all of the fish anyway I, it, it makes <laughs> sense that all of the food is cold um yeah 
seaweed. You eat a lot of seaweed. It's also, I'm way less upset about losing out on that job because I did that weird accent because I'm a goddess who lives under the sea. The $50,000 I got for doing that accent is pretty irrelevant yeah. <laughs> at this point. Yeah, same for me. I didn't get the job, and I'm like, my dad is the sultan, so that's okay. It also makes sense that I'm dating a guy who doesn't like to read, considering we live under the ocean. Yeah, books are not big down there. No. Your life really makes a lot of sense. You basically just described the life of a mermaid. The one... Pro- Like, the one real problem with it is that, you know, living your life as a mermaid, eating your seaweed and not reading books, you did meet a guy that you thought you were going to marry, and then he proposed to you by doing bad improv. No, that was just for you. That was just for me. Oh, uh, you don't even have a stake in that world. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fine. Uh, I'm just, like, I don't know how it happened, but I just became like your ev- everyday yeah. average mermaid. So Mermaid princess. Right. That's fine. I'm Princess Jasmine, so I am happy, but it is weird that I, it's not weird that Aladdin doesn't read books, I will say. No. Because <laughs> I don't, he's a street rat. I don't think he was super into books. Um, I, you know, so it's only really weird that I eat cold food and that I, um, uh, and that Aladdin proposed to me by doing improv <laughs> I in front of my family. I don't think that's that weird. He, I feel like Aladdin thinks very highly of himself in a way that's maybe not earned. So his, him, improv, his improv troupe is him, Abu, and the magic carpet. <laughs> and the genie. Oh, and they God. just did some really bad improv and then he proposed to me. Honestly, that makes it less cringy to me. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to my descent into mermaidhood. Um, hopefully we'll be back next week. Um, I think mermaids can still podcast, so. Um, I don't know how the electrical equipment works down there, but we'll figure it out. Figure it, it out. It can't be any worse than figuring out the trains and your new apartment, so. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So um, if you have any questions you'd like to hear on the podcast, feel free to send us a DM on Instagram and arguments about nothing or send us an email at arguments about nothing at gmail.com. Yeah. And we'd like to thank you for listening. And we'd like to thank Allison Fields for designing our logo. Um, and until next time, keep fighting.